Blog Talk Radio. Glory. Deliverance.com, your own blogtalkradio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to our uh, content through any other uh, means, <clears throat> doing those, uh, we would like for you to tell us what you're listening to, what's uh, Contact us here on LiveDeliverance.com and tell us the times, dates, and locations of platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. So having said all of that, uh, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper so that if you have any comments or any questions about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now if you would join your heart with me in a word of prayer so we can sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time and this place because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. 
Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus, reveal us to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the Spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. For you have made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name. I pray. Well, beloved, uh, this is going to be part seven of uh, your victory is guaranteed. And uh, my job here, if you would, is to, to again, acquaint you <laughs> with the, the, the word of God that guarantees your victory, that causes you to be able to enjoy uh, the thing that God has said uh, for you, uh, for every situation uh, that you would ever face. Um, he, God is is so interested in you experiencing this joy that 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 first of all He wrote it all down <laughs> so that you can do that. He, he wrote it down so that you would never have to be concerned or confused about what. Uh, God is wanting to do for you. You know, he, he's, he's made it easy. That's what it says in, in, in Matthew chapter uh, 11, uh, 28 to 30. He says, if you're heavy laden, if you got burdens, do me a favor. Come here because I want to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Why? Because... I am meek and lowly in heart. You should find rest unto your souls. So my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Th- these are the things that, that that God has already ordained for you. And if you find yourself perpetually frustrated, then I would warn you that that that, that you're not entering into the place of rest. See, because he said that what he wants to do is he wants to, to cause you to go to a place where the yoke is easy and the burden is light, where things have already been done. You know, I'm not trying to um, make something happen. I'm simply walking in that which has already happened, preordained steps. That's the, the thing that it says uh, in, in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, it says that, that that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good work, which God hath, past tense hath, before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay? And sometimes we don't because we forget that he said in verse 12 that sometimes we were operating without Christ. We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and we were strangers from the covenants of promise. And because of that, we had no hope, and we were without God. 
but you in Christ, who were sometimes afar off, you were made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. Glory to God. See, he's, he's trying to, again, reacquaint us with that. Sometimes we'll, we'll do things, and, and we'll do things that are appearing right. They are appearing necessary, but they don't produce the results that we're looking for. See, God has, has taken the time to write down the steps so that we would be reacquainted with those steps. The way he says it is, follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? Don't, don't try to uh, tell God the steps that you want to take. Follow me as I follow Christ. See, I've said it uh, a ton of times now that this walk of victory that we've been called into is also a walk of sacrifice. Okay? If you're not willing to give up your way of thinking and accept his way of thinking as right and perfect, then what's going to happen is you're going to suffer because you are leaning, again, we are reversing what he said. Proverbs chapter 3 says for us to trust in the Lord with A-L-L, all of your heart, and not to lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So then, if there is a way that you're thinking, that does not honor him, then give up that way. You know, I found out something about God. I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's not a big secret. (laughs) But if you give him anything, he now can give you everything to replace the anything that you gave. Okay? It's just the way that it works with God. Because when you give up something, it establishes Trust. Okay, that's why he said, first of all, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then stop going to the place in your understanding, going to the place of of your experience where you begin to doubt him that's faithful. Okay? He says, if you will put it in his hand, that tells me that if I put it in his hand, I have... I have to have given it up, okay? I'm no longer the one in control. And and when we say that, I, I would like to give you the, the understanding that, that when I'm not in control, that means I'm not the one trying to uh, work out the details of how it goes. I'm not in control. I'd rather live in amazement. Hallelujah. I just would rather live in amazement than try to have to figure out how it's going to go. I know what the end is going to be. Okay, that's guaranteed. He's already settled his word. The word that was sent to you, okay, according to Psalms 107, verse 20, he said he sent his word to heal you and to deliver you. Okay, let's just go over there. I want you to kind of see these things. Okay, so that you can know that the, your, your victory is already guaranteed. So you, you're not the one trying to establish 
your, your victory. You're the one that should be enjoying your victory. And, 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 and maybe that's what we need to, to, to hear and, and understand, that, 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 that I'm not the, the author and finisher of this. I'm simply the one that's going to enjoy it, that's going to walk it out day by day. Okay? So let's look at what he says here. I love this psalm. Uh, he says some things in this psalm um, from the beginning to the end that really should cause us uh, to, to be able to rely on his faithfulness and relax and trust him. Let's start with verse 1. I'm just going to read it and then get back. I don't wanna, I'll stay here. This is one of those psalms that it just keeps getting gooder and gooder. Okay? <laughs> but he says in Psalms 107, verse 1, he says, Oh! Oh, that right there would tell me that revelation is happening. That That's a, an invitation. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, <laughs> for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. See, this becomes a, your position of confidence because now you talk from that position. You are the one that, okay, let's read what he says. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not those that want to be redeemed. Let the ones who know that they are redeemed. Let them speak from the position of their redemption. Not just try to speak into, come on, y'all, not just try to speak into what they want to be as redemption, but speak into what he has already done. Let the redeemed, the E-D, means it is past tense, correct? All right. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. See, when I recognize that I am the redeemed, that I am the saved, then my conversation changes. He just required a conversation change here, didn't he? He said, let the redeemed. He didn't say, let the doubtful. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So you give unto the Lord glory. You give unto the Lord honor. You give unto the Lord strength. You give him the right to do in your life what he said he wanted to do. Let the redeemed of the Lord say 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 so. Let those that have uh, seen or understood a revelation walk in the revelation that they've understood. Okay? Remember, he gave that same information to, to Peter. Peter was asking uh, the question in Philippi, Caesarea Philippi. He says, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? I love the way he talks. He says, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? I'm still going to be that, but who do they say I am? Okay? My saying so does not change the fact that God is or the truth, that God is what was stated. It just gives him a right to do it in my life on my behalf. Okay, do you get that? See, when I know that I'm redeemed, then my conversation should flow from the position of heart that says I am the redeemed. Let the redeemed, oh, come on now, come on, come on, come on. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord because he is good. Not because he will be good, okay? Not because I want him to be good. 
I'm giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good. See? That, we, we, we get to have conversations. They're different. They're different. Wow. They're different. Um, we get to have conversations that are on this side of the cross. We get to have conversations because of the finished work of Calvary. See, uh, the, most of the scriptures that you read here, wow, the, uh, uh, were scriptures that were prophetic in nature. They were still yet to come. But we are speaking from the position of after Calvary, after Jesus said, it is finished. Wow. See? And see, what, what, what was happening here is God was allowing them to walk in faith because of believing that God that promised is faithful that promise. See? So then my redemption for them, their redemption was, 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 was lived by faith because it had not yet happened. Our redemption has already happened and still requires faith to function in our lives. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whatever you're facing, then, then God is, is, is giving you an invitation to understand that what he has already released as truth is what you should walk in. See? So then if you walk in that truth, he has no greater joy, no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. See? As you're walking, just so that you get these pictures, as you're walking in truth, you're walking out of trouble. Come on, y'all. Why is that true? Jesus said it this way. If you continue in my word, then are you disciplined by me. You're discipled by me. Then are you my disciples in what you do. If you continue in my word, then you are disciplined by that word. You become disciples of that word. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. He was not saying, yes, yes, you are my disciples. Yes, yes. He was saying, you are my disciples in what you do. Okay, come on. Oh, this is good. Because of you knowing whose you are, then the things that you are doing become powerful in Christ, through Christ, by Christ, okay? You are my disciples. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples in what you do? And because you are disciplined by my word in what you do, then you will, you will know or become intimate with the truth. My God, I hope you all are seeing this. You will become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with would cause or make you free. It didn't say set you free. It said make you free. There's a big difference. I can be set in the proper uh, uh, um, circumstances. I can be set in the proper surroundings and still not know how to function because I was set there. But if I was made free, it doesn't make a difference about what my surroundings are. The freedom is still mine to enjoy. 
He said, when you continue in his word, then you are disciplined by that word. You are his disciples in what you do, and then you will know, become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with will make you free. Sometimes I believe that that means even if you didn't want to be free because the truth is working, the truth will make you free. I mean, there's nothing that the devil can do. Come on, y'all. There is nothing that the devil can do to stop it because he says once you are intimate with truth, then the responsibility of truth now, the truth will make you free. That's not even your responsibility anymore, is it? See, you don't have to go out and try to work this up. Make it happen. I don't have to. The truth that I am intimate with makes me free. See? I mean, God is the one doing all the work. We're the ones that basically gets to enjoy, according to what the Scripture said, it says that he has given us all things richly to enjoy. Okay? Didn't say that you would have to richly or very intently work for it. He said you get to the point where you can enjoy it. Going all the way back, y'all. See, once you understand how God is, the law of first mention, when you see something in the Bible for the first time, it now becomes the law of first mention. So let's go back and look at Adam's life just for a second here so that you can deal with it. Adam was was, uh, created and placed into Total perfection. He was placed in every, in all of his needs were already met before he came here. Please get that. All of his needs were already met. In days one through five, God made everything the man would need. On the third day, he made the seed that would work independently of him. The seed brings forth fruit after its kind. Come on, y'all. The seed brings forth fruit after its kind. It did not bring forth fruit after the work. It brought forth fruit after its kind. Do you get that? See, he put man into a situation, into an environment that would produce everything that the man would need perpetually. After man sinned, then God said, okay, you want to do it a different way? Now you will eat by the sweat of your brow. Do you get that? Originally, when God made it, man didn't have to work for it. The stuff that God made worked for the man. That's why it says he's given unto you all things richly to Enjoy. We're talking about your victory being guaranteed here. See? See, when we begin to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not to our own understanding, then he would say we will acknowledge him. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I, I just kind of opened up two or three scriptures here, but I need for you to, to, to learn to dig in. He said if we will acknowledge him, then he would direct our path. He didn't say, if I would sweat and work for them. He said, my job is to simply acknowledge it first. My job is to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. See? So he's already, from the beginning, your understanding was not necessary. His word was the only thing that was necessary. If you continue in my word, then are you disciplined disciples in what you do. 
and then what the truth you're intimate with will cause you to be free, will make you free. Okay? I mean, it's, it's supposed to be, again, he said it was easy. He said it was light. Okay? So then I've got to get back to the place where I stop working myself into a frenzy here. I need to trust in him with all my heart. That would include the part of my heart that now begins to question God. I'm going to bring that thought according to what the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 10. It says I'm going to bring that thought, every thought, into captivity until that thought obeys the word. It obeys Christ. It obeys my deliverance that was orchestrated by his word. Okay, Jesus said in, in John 15, now are you clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Okay? He said, your, 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 your place of restoration, your place of being uh, uh, clean so that the flow of God can work through you and for you, you're, 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 uh, you're, you don't have to do it by effort. You simply do it by surrender. He says, now are you clean? You are perfected by the word that I've spoken unto you. And in the rest of that uh, chapter, chapter 15, he says, and if you ask anything in my name, the Father will give it to you. Why? Because you are back in the place of rest. Okay? You're functioning from the place where his word is the most important thing. See? It's not your effort that's going to cause you to win. It's his word that lives and abides forever. Okay? So then when we see that, when we understand that and, and walk in that, then bring those thoughts that say, maybe not this time, bring that thought into captivity and say, no, 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 it, it can't be any other way because his word will not return to him void. Why? What did he, what did he do with his word? We're going to find out in a minute. Just let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who, those that he hath, again, past tense, redeemed, from the hand of the enemy, okay? So it says, this is what I need for you to know. I need for you to think about this. And if you are redeemed, you know that, then speak correctly. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Why? Verse 19, verse, okay, verse 19, okay? It says, you are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Verse 19, it says, they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and what did he do? He saveth them out of their distresses. So it didn't say, okay, that, I don't, I just don't see this again. Uh, the redeemed go to God because they understand He's the one that's finished the work. And so then, because He's finished the work, my conversation says so. My conversation says, okay, God, this is what I'm now going to do. I went to you, I cried to you, and then I can expect you the one I go to in trouble, I can expect you to do what? Save me out of their distresses. Why? Verse 20, because he sent his word and healed them. The ED on the heel, the healing is, is past tense. Is that correct? Well, you can say it's perfect present tense. I can live with that. Okay? Healing. Okay? That means it's perpetually in motion. But he sent his word, and when he sent the word, the word was sent with a purpose. It was sent to cause healing. 
Come on. He sent his word to do what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's read it like it's written. He didn't send the he didn't send the word to. He sent the word and. Do you see the difference? Remember, the word does not go back does not go back to God's voice. It cannot return to him voice. So it wasn't just come on, come on, come on. It wasn't just sent to do something. It was sent and did something. Okay? I mean, do you see the difference or the, the connection, the conjunction? He sent the word and delivered them from their destruction. He sent the word and delivered them from their distresses. He sent the word and delivered them from their fears. Okay? Oh, that men, the next verse of this scripture says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And then let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his, his works with rejoicing. I mean, come on, y'all. See, that's a different conversation, isn't it? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. See? Because I, I, he sent the word, and the word was sent to deliver me from all of my fears, from all of my destruction, from all of my distress. Wait a minute. It says he sent his word to deliver them from. He sent his word and delivered them from. So then since the word was sent, the result, okay, let's do it that way. There you can see it. He sent his word and the result at the same time. Did you get that? He sent his word and delivered them. So the word that was sent was an active word to be able to accomplish that which he sent it to do. He sent it and this is what happened. It was not he sent it and I hope this would happen. I need this to happen. No, no, no. He sent his word, and the word, once it left his mouth, will not return to him void. It came with the answer. Come on. Yeah, it, it brought with it uh, encouragement. I get that. It, it, it brought with it uh, expectation. I get that. But it brought the answer at the same time. According to uh, Psalms 107, verse 20, it says, he sent his word and delivered them, and healed them. Okay? Please get that into your thinking. See, I'm, I'm no longer trying to beg to get God to do something, because once the word left heaven, it left heaven with the answer. It left heaven with all the power that was necessary to bring itself to pass. Amen. No matter what you find yourself in. When the word was sent, it was sent to do what? Deliver, heal. It was not just sent to encourage. I appreciate that. Okay? It was sent, and it was active in deliverance. Amen. So that, that kind of should help you out in whatever is happening, that, that you know that there was a word that was sent, with the power to bring itself to pass on your behalf. Okay, make sure, make sure. Okay. Uh-huh. It said that the word was sent to heal and deliver them from. Amen. 
from their destruction. So it doesn't matter what I'm facing then, does it? Because whatever I'm facing, heaven has sent a word, and the word that was sent delivers and heals. That was the word that was sent. Okay? We have to begin to, to process that. Because sometimes we, 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 because emotions get involved here, and, and, and we think that this goosebump that I had was going to be all that there was. No, he did not send the word for a goosebump. Amen. He did not send the word for a good feeling. Does it bring good feelings? Yes, it does. But he sent it, he sent it and delivered. He sent it and healed. Okay, okay, let's do it this way. You, you go to your car, you get in your car, you start your car, and go to the place that you wanted to go to. You see what I'm saying? There was not, you didn't just go to the car to sit in the car and just wait till something else happens, something changes around you. No, you went and got in your car because you had a destination. So you went and got and started your car and arrived at your destination. See, the word becomes the vehicle that transports you from dilemma to deliverance. Amen. The word is that vehicle that God gave you so that you can be transported from dilemma to deliverance. See, he wants you to end up in the place where you can enjoy. That's why he sent it to you, because he wants you to enjoy Richly enjoy all things. See, that's why he sent it to you. See, so this is the the, the guarantee that he has. That, That every time he speaks, he brings to you the victory. Because his word leaves heaven. When it leaves his lips, it is empowered to bless to prosper. Okay? I appreciate it encouraging. I get that. But this is the confidence that we have in him. Okay? It's not just the, 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 the confirmation that I love God and God loves me. No, I have confidence. Something just changed. I didn't say something's about to change. Glory to God. I said something just changed. Why? Because the word sent cannot return void. See? So, and again, we saw in Psalms 107, 106, I'm sorry, 107 verse 20, that the word was sent and healed. It was sent and delivered, and it is there to deliver from their destruction. It doesn't matter to God. Wow, 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 wow. So then, when I do the wrong stuff and I make the wrong decision, God's not uh, taken aback by that. He said he sent the word to deliver and heal from there. Glory to God. You know, sometimes it would be wise for us to confess our faults so that we can be healed. Okay, this is, okay, the word was sent and delivered them from their 
destruction. They had a part in this, didn't they? Amen. You know, it would be wise for us to stop blaming them. First of all, you know who them is, but own up to it so you can receive your cleansing. And God says that he's the one <clears throat> that is faithful and just. If you confess your fault, if you confess your sins, then God says, now, they admitted their part in it. I can heal them. I sent this word to heal them from their destruction. Amen. You know, I, I, I get it. I, <laughs> I was born black and raised black. And in that condition, there were some people that would say that the problems that were in my life were because of a white man. No, God said, if you can confess your faults, he'll cleanse you. He'll, 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 he'll forgive you. He'll give you a righteous bath. Glory to God. You do know what a righteous bath is. That is a bath that puts you back in right standing with God, irrelevant of whatever somebody might have said or done. Because this thing that God has for us is a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Amen. So since it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship, I don't have to try to drag other people into my decisions, do I? Amen. Whatever it was, according to Scripture, okay, there we go. That's so you can see it. I, I, don't, I don't make this stuff up, y'all. I just remember that it was said. Turn to James chapter 1. Okay? Let's just turn to James chapter 1. Okay? And let's see what... The Bible says about it, okay, to help us to, 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 to be able to flow in victory all the time, okay? Watch this, James chapter 1, verse 12 and following. James chapter 1, verse 12 and following. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But, underline, circle, highlight, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. How many men? He said, every man. This is the real deal right here. You can't get out of this. This is the way it's set up. God is trying to get you to be responsible and accountable for the place that you stand. It's not somebody else's fault. God says, every man. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death, do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Okay, so he's saying what I need for you to do is I need for you to own up to the place that you find yourself in because something in you made you end up there. Every man is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Don't get it confused. Do not err, my beloved brethren. This is the way it works. 
He said, then, for all of those years, come on now, come on, all of those years that I was blaming somebody else for what I wanted to have happen in my life, didn't know the end of it, but I thought this was my path. That's why he told you don't lean to your own understanding. Okay? But I thought that's what I wanted, so I was enticed of my own lust. And then it says, and when lust, when it is conceived, it brings forth sin. It has the baby, and the baby that the lust has is called sin. It's called being without a portion. It's not just uh, uh, doing the wrong thing. I have taken myself out of the position to receive of God. That's what Adam did. He took himself out of the position to receive of God. Amen. That's in a nutshell. There it is. He had to now live. Listen at it. He had to now live by the sweat of his brow, which means that he had to now try to provide for his own life. When before God did it, when man was created, in the day he was created, he came into that which was good. All of the, the, the five days, God said, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good. So man entered into that which was Good. He didn't enter into that which might be good. Okay, the, 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 the scripture says, and God said, it was good. So just as I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, to hear what thoughts we have. So then if God said it was good, was it kind of good, sort of good, or was it all good? Amen. And the one that can judge whether or not it was good would be the one that made it. Would that be correct? So then God made it, made the earth, and made it for the man and set the man in the garden. He set the man in that which was good. And then the man, you know, said, well, you know, didn't say this, but then the man was, was, was trying to be fulfilled, and God says, you know, the problem that the man has is he's alone. Because he looked around to see if, if something else was, was like him. Because the like things reproduce after their kind. So God said, you know what, I'll make the man uh, a help that is fit for him. And then he took from the man that was already made very good. Because that's what it says about the man. When he saw the man, he said, this one here, this one here, very good. Okay. Then he said, I'll take from the very good, and then I'll make what's necessary for him to be complete. I'll make a help that's fit for him, that's meat for him. See? And then he made the woman out of what was in the man, took the rib that was in the man, and fulfilled the man's life. Come on, y'all. Fulfilled the man's life from that which was in him. So you're not going to get fulfillment from the outside, beloved. You're not going to get it. It's going to come from the inside. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. If I get my uh, supply from any other place, it's not going to be from the hope of glory. Amen. Probably the, 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 the result of frustration. It will, at best, it will be something that is temporary. At best. Okay? 
Because if you see it, the Bible says those things which are seen are temporary, subject to change. But the things that are not seen are eternal, deathless, and everlasting. See? So if I'm trying to get my fulfillment from that which I see, at best, it will be temporary. Amen. Okay? So this is what God wants you to do, know and understand. Because every man is, 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 is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So then, brother is not your problem. Amen. Sister is not your problem. The problem that you have at this point would be what you think sister can do for you, what you think brother can do for you. And lust, when it is conceived, brings forth sin, and sin, when it's through playing with you, it says when it's finished, <laughs> when it reaches its ultimate end, it says then it calls, come on, look at it, please look at it. It says that sin, when it is uh, finished, it calls for death. It brings forth death. You thought it was going to be good. You thought it was going to be fun. Then you found out that all that it brought forth was a process of death. It brought it forth. I mean, just so that you can see how this was all set up. That's why we have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Okay? We, we should not have a desire that's unholy, lust. That's not just talking about uh, uh, sexual, uh, uh, that's sexual content. It's not just talking about a sexual exchange. It's talking about a desire to get something that didn't come out of your spirit because out of your spirit, out of your heart, flows the issues of life. Wow, wow. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of that heart comes or flows the issues of life. So if I'm trying to get my life from that which is circling around me, circumstances, things that I see, then those things will only be issues of death. Sin when it is finished brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brother. Don't think that it goes any other way. This is the way it was set up from the very beginning. So you are, you are his, verse 10, second, second, second chapter of Ephesians, see, he says, you are his workmanship. Mm. See, created in Christ Jesus unto good works that God hath before ordained that we should walk in those. See, you, you, you have a guaranteed result. Your, 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 your victory is guaranteed. As we go back to what was original, again, the law of first mention, we go back to that. Even though you might not understand it the first time, stay with it. Remember, he told us that we have to bring every thought into captivity until that thought obeys Christ. Amen. Okay. Christ is going to speak, the word is going to speak into your life prophetically. So just because you didn't understand what the word was spoken, what the word was intended, just stay with the word because the word has 
within itself the power to bring itself to pass. The, the word has the power to bring itself to pass. I'll, I'll let you see that. Turn to Luke. Turn to Luke chapter um, 5, verse 17. The word has the power in itself to bring itself to pass. Watch this. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day. As he was teaching, what was he doing? He was releasing the word, wasn't he? So then the word that he was speaking, watch this. He was uh, teaching. There were there Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which came out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And he says this, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Okay, hear what he says. It says he was teaching. And while he was teaching, the word he was speaking, it says the power of the Lord was present to heal. Why? Because he was releasing it in his words. Oh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The power of the word brings with it the present necessary, the presence necessary for deliverance. He sent his word to heal and heal them and deliver them out of all of their distresses. See, the power of the word is present to heal. Okay, let's, let's investigate that. So it says the, the, the power of the Lord was present to heal. So did everybody there receive and walk in their healing? No. It flat out says it. In one place it says that they, he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. See? Why? Because they didn't receive what he said, understand what he said, discounted what he said. I know you said that, but let me help you out with that. A sheep don't butt. Goats butt. So since it was sent to heal, it was sent and healed. I keep saying that. I got to kind of refresh my thinking. He, he sent and healed. Then I need to know that that's what he wanted to do. Okay? He, he, he wants me to be whole. So he sent a word, and the word he sent brought with it the power of deliverance, the power of healing. He was there teaching. And everybody was there, uh, Pharisees, doctors of the law, that came out of every town, of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And it says, but the power of the Lord was present to heal. So then I would ask in situations that you might be facing, and God sent a word from heaven to you in that situation. And the reason he did it was because he wanted you healed and delivered. He sent that to you. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his good works. Let the redeemed of the Lord have the right conversation. Let them say so. 
So I'm going to be the one that's delivered because he sent that word to deliver me when I didn't even know I needed that word. Amen. Jesus said it's finished. He didn't say, I'll get back with you. (laughs) He said it's finished. So then that word that was sent is the word that's necessary for me to enjoy my victory, to see my victory. See, your your victory is guaranteed. See, it's blood-bought. Even though it was blood-bought because it says the power of the Lord was present. Okay? Let me ask a question. Do you think that the blood of Jesus that was in his body is any more powerful than the blood of Jesus that came and and, and dropped on the earth at his crucifixion? Just as a question. See? Because the life, the Bible says, is in the blood. And since the blood was in him, the power that was necessary was also in him. That's why the woman that had the issue of blood that said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, that I'll be made whole. Well, because the blood was in him, she touched the things connected to him and received her healing. In the natural We are uh, appropriating the blood in the spirit. Got that. Not mad about that. But his body still had the same blood in it. Amen. So so then even in the natural, those that would connect with him can receive their healing. Otherwise, really, really, come on now, y'all. He sent his word and delivered. So when Jesus said to people that your faith has made you whole, he was still walking on the earth. His blood was still in his body. But because the blood had the life in it, then that word that he had spoken had life in it, and they received their healing. Just trying to get you to see that. We do a lot of religious thinking. I know that. And we need to stop that. See? Because... As I allow Jesus to take authority in my life, the blood that's in him causes my life to be able to enjoy, all, richly enjoy all things. See? I just want to connect with the covenant that he's given me, that covenant that is blood protected. I, I just need to, 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 to do that. Perpetually. Every time that I I go to him and the revelation of his life can connect with my situation or my need, then that blood causes healing because that word is to be made alive by that blood. Mm, mm, mm. Don't you remember Peter? Jesus was telling them that they were going to eat his flesh and drink his blood. And it says a lot of the people... John chapter 6 said they, 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 they didn't want to follow it no more. And then Jesus turned to Peter and said, will you leave too? And Peter said, where can I go? You have the words of life. The blood that he was connected with at that point. Peter was connected with the blood that was in Jesus. And he said, 
the word of life is connected to that blood. So I appreciate and I need to understand the, the, the blood. Okay, all right, all right, all right. The blood of Jesus. The reason that the blood of Jesus uh, was released that way is so that the people that could not be in the same territory as Jesus was in could appropriate that blood. Amen. I just saw that. So because the blood was shed for the remission of sins for everybody. So everybody couldn't get to Jesus. But when Jesus died because of what happened at Calvary, spiritually now that blood can be released because it touched the earth. And anybody that's in the earth where that blood touched, you can have the healing that comes from that blood. Amen. Amen. That's why we are encouraged to, 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 to have a confidence in the blood because the blood did touch the earth. And since we're in the earth, the blood that touches the earth touches me, touches that which was made from the earth. I was made from the earth. Glory to God. Can't get no closer than that, can you? So since the blood touched the earth and I was made from the earth, everything that that blood touches now can receive healing. Oh, glory to God. I hope you can see that. That's why I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, because of the blood that touched the earth. And I'm in the earth, made of the earth. And so spiritually, I can receive all of the blessings that that blood benefit brings to me. Because I overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of my testimony, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. I hope that you are connecting this. Because the blood, once it hit the ground, it was able then to affect everything that was connected to the ground. Everything. See? That's why it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in it. See, the blood redeemed everything. Amen. The blood redeemed everything. As we understand that and function in that, you can uh, believe God to turn things around even in your natural conditions because everything that was made was made from something in the earth. Amen. So if your car is giving you trouble, even though man made it, it was made of the earth. The metal came from the earth. So then you can release blessings over the thing that God has given you authority over, those natural things. Amen. And you can release the power of the blood that touched the earth, thereby sanctifying everything that it touched. Glory to God. You can get back to the place where everything functions correctly again in your life because you will command it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You will command it. Cause it to come into alignment with what the word and the blood has done because they overcame by the blood and the word of their testimony. You redeemed ones. What are you saying? What are you affecting by your words because of that blood? Amen. Amen. 
See, okay, all right. Ooh, glory to God. It is a proven fact by Scripture that the blood had to be able to reach back. Otherwise, those that were, uh, uh, were, had already died in the Lord, they could not enjoy salvation. But the blood has the ability to reach back to the beginning. Hallelujah. Otherwise, those that were in, in, in Hades, they would have had no ability to, to, to receive salvation even though Jesus did go down there and preach to him. But it's two, it's twofold. You overcame by the blood and the word. Amen. Amen. See? So the blood has no limit. It's able to go all the way back to the beginning because God wants his earth back. Come on, y'all. That's why the blood of Jesus touched the earth, because God was redeeming his earth. Because his whole system, come on, y'all, his whole system was in place, and the devil caused a curse to be uh, implemented on the whole system that God had. Amen. Because we went for the deception that says this thing looks good, and I want to have that which looks good. That's what it messed up having me. They looked at it and said it was good for Eating, it was good for fruit, fruit food. See? So then they said, well, we're going to change what God said, do. I don't, I, I'm no longer going to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Because Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. He talked with God. He had words that were coming to him, and he lived by those words. Amen. See? So God redeemed his earth. He wants his earth back. I want you to know, though, please don't let us get on, off track here, because God wants his earth back, but he wants his man to uh, give the earth back to the Lord the way God intended. So when, you're, um, when you have people that own businesses and their businesses are depleting the earth day in and day out, not giving it rest, I'm not just talking about extracting things from the earth. That was his purpose. But you're supposed to give the earth rest, okay? <clears throat> there was a, <clears throat> an understanding that, that every seven years that you would not go and, and try to make the earth continue to do it without receiving the, the, the rest that God intended for it, okay? It says that you're supposed to plant and, and sow, but in your seventh year, no, you're not supposed to do that no more. You're supposed to just, what you got sowed in the ground, you eat off of that for the next year, and then the year after that, you can plant. So that's really two years of you having the ability to uh, live off of the, the structure that God put in place. Because you weren't supposed to just keep sowing and, 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 and draining the, the earth without having the earth to be restored. He wants his earth back, okay? And that's not going to be, a, that, that's not a polite thing. See, we try to do it in a polite manner. No, they didn't plant anything. Why? Because they were giving the rest, that the, giving the earth the rest that God said it needed. Amen. See? But we just going to say, oh, let's not do it as bad. See, that's, that's polite, y'all. You, you're not following what he said. You're trying to improvise on it. That's why, you know, the man can't destroy what God made. He can damage it and cause it not to work. But it will still be here because the earth 
He is the Lord. So you can't mess that up. Again, you can slow it down from his progress. It'll stop doing what it was functioning to do. Uh, it'll stop functioning the way it was ordained to do. Because you've got to remember that, that the Bible says that, that if you do the right things, then the earth will uh, release what, what, is, what was placed in her for you. She will give up that. But if you ain't doing the right thing, the earth withholds it. It's out of balance. Okay? Okay? Just so that you can see some of this stuff. See, because I, 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 people are, are trying to tell you that, that, that we, have to, um, we have to go, hmm, we're, we're getting into uh, global warming and all that. Well, see, yeah, you didn't create the earth. You can't destroy the earth. Yes, it will stop releasing what it's supposed to release, but you can't destroy it. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So do you think God is going to uh, diminish your ability to breathe so that you cannot praise? Think it through, beloved. There will always be the ability to breathe because God says, let everything that has breath praise. So then it would be incumbent upon him to give you the breath so that you could praise. Is that correct? Amen. But we're, we're listening to uh, the people that have good intentions but don't have a good word. Okay? It would be better for them to tell uh, a manufacturer, okay, you, look, let's go back to what God said. Let's give the, the earth a rest. Let, let's stop trying to be about the money. Let's, let's be about the relationship that God wants us to have. Let's honor him. See? This is his earth. Let's, let's honor him. But people will continue to try to get the butter from the duck. <laughs> They're going to try to get everything they can. And that, that you know what that speaks to? That speaks to a, a, a person that doesn't trust the Lord. God told the children of Israel, he made manna for them. And he told them, don't you go out here and try to get enough manna to get no fresh manna on the Sabbath day. You get your manna the day before, and it'll last you until uh, the time when you can go back and glean from the field. But they're going to do what they're going to do. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I got enough. God said it to be there. That's all you got to do is believe God. But they went out, and they collected some on the Sabbath day, and they did that. Next thing you know, it had worms in it. Why? Because you you're adding to the word of God. Don't do that. Trust him, just trust him all the way. This is what you said, God. You said, don't go out and do this. I ain't got to go out there and do it. Okay? I ain't got to go out and try to help you. I can't help you. I was not here when you started it, so I probably can't help you. Amen. Okay? In order to help somebody, you got to be there through the process. You can't help them if you were not there when the process started. Amen. You might be able to help them start a new process. Okay, amen. But if you weren't there from the beginning, then you, you can't help them because your your understanding is probably limited. Amen. So I, 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 I can't understand how the man thinks he's going to help God do what God said should be done when he doesn't talk to God. When he doesn't understand God. All right. I was probably 
jumped on that enough now. Go back in here, get in my note. <laughs> I, but I, I just need for you to kind of to, to understand those things because we are we are entering into a, a, a time that that okay yeah this is Ephesians chapter three yeah we're gonna we're gonna go there yeah we're just gonna go there all right there you go thank you Lord so we're gonna enter into a time then that the revelation that should be coming from the church is going to be needed in the earth okay they won't get it from intellect okay I said the revelation of the church not the intelligence of the church okay because he wants this thing to function by revelation you're going to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god that's active perpetual eternal not just live by the words that have been spoken you're going to live by that which proceeds okay um we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3. And Paul is going to say some things in chapter 3 here. That, that, that again, gets us back to what he refers to as eternal purpose. Okay? All right. Paul says in verse 1 of chapter 3, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ to you Gentiles, if you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me, for you okay it's given to me for you it wasn't given to paul for paul it was given to paul for us okay how that by revelation he made known unto the mystery known unto me the mystery as i wrote in a few words lord jesus lord jesus come on y'all paul wrote two-thirds of the new testament and he said that's just a few words <laughs> Okay, glory to God. Because it's stated about Jesus. It says that the things that Jesus did, if we were able to write them all, it says the world with an S would not be able to contain those books, the volumes of those books. Okay. Yeah. So Paul just wrote a few words, he said. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge and the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed, as it is now what? As it is now revealed. Did it say, as it is now intellectually discerned? No. It is now revealed. Because the, the, the things of God are not going to be revealed to the intellect of man. They're going to be revealed to the spirit of man. Okay? Spirit to spirit. Not spirit to intellect. Because if I go and approach God, spirit to intellect, then I'm, dry, I'm going to try to serve him out of my intellect. And God's not looking for people that want to serve him out of, out of their intellect. He said God is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth, not in intellect. I'm not mad about your intellect, but your intellect cannot comprehend the things that God is trying to reveal to you. You will fight it every time. Okay? Because you'll, you'll come up short. You'll try to put God in a box. Amen. Well, this is what he did back there. Okay? But he said he's the one that makes all things new. So what you going to do with that? Yes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. <clears throat> okay. He was great yesterday. He's great today. And he's great forever. But I didn't understand his greatness 
in any one of those dimensions, but he was still great. He still is the same. What he reveals might be different, but he is still the same. The one that made breath in the first place is still the one that causes you to know how to use breath correctly. He's the same. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, some people say, well, you know, uh, we, 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 we need to know what God is going to do. You still won't know what he's going to do. You can know what he has done, and you can expect that it's going to be just as great as it was the first time. Man doesn't understand that the intellect does not comprehend, cannot, the Bible says. You cannot uh, uh, understand the things of God because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? Oh, where is that? Just so that you can, <laughs> so you can see. Okay, that's in that's in it's in First Corinthians. I won't go there. I'll stay where I'm at. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. <laughs> it says they are uh, that is now revealed. Verse five revealed unto us. Wait a minute. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It says it, it says when you read verse four, you can understand his knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto who? His holy apostles and holy prophets. It didn't say to all of the professors, I'm sorry, that's not in the scripture. Amen. In order for these revelations that are necessary to function in the earth to work, they're going to have to be revealed to holy apostles, holy prophets. Because they're going to try to take uh, people that are not holy, they're they're going to try to take it and make it function in their understanding, which at best is limited. Amen. But God can reveal things to those that are holy because it starts out holy and ends up holy. It flows throughout the whole process as a holy thing. But if I'm going to get my intellect involved, then it just went to a fleshy thing. Okay, just so you kind of can see that I'm not, I'm not knocking on intellect. I'm trying to put intellect back in its place. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the ones that are the sons of God. Sons of God reproduce sons of God. Intellect reproduces intellectual beings. Or we'll do it this way. Intellectual people uh, reproduce limited intellectual people. Can't help it. Okay? Because that which is of the flesh is going to produce flesh. That which is of the spirit is going to produce spirit. Okay? And please remember... You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And God wants to speak spirit to spirit. Okay. Verse 6. So that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise uh, in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore, because of this, I was made a minister according to the gift of grace. The gift of what? Oh, Jesus, come on, y'all. The gift of grace, not the gift of intellect. Not the gift of willpower. The gift of grace. Okay? I mean, we we need to understand that. God is wanting things to 
uh, continue the way he intended them from the beginning. Okay? So then if he didn't crown you with intellect, he gave you intellect. He crowned you. Ooh, that's good, sir. He crowned you with, with glory and honor, but he gave you an intellect. And then Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. See? Again, he's spiritual forces is what he's asking us to utilize in our lives day by day. Because you are a spirit. Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Did it say by the limited working of his power? Because intellect is going to be limited simply because it's not holy. I just want you to get that, okay? Holy is, does not know limits, okay? Holy is of God, which is, by definition, unlimited. Intellect is limited, okay? Just so that you get it, just so that we get it. I want to make sure I'm saying these things right. Um, uh, intellect, the way we perceive it, is that it has to be studied and accrued through study, okay? That's the way intellect operates. So then, people that have not studied it will not have an active intellect. Is that correct? I mean, we can see that. People that didn't go to college for studies don't know those courses that are, are required for them to study to get this degree. That's the way that that works, okay? So then, God says, I'm not going to uh, limit the people that I want to bless by uh, uh, circumstances that financially you couldn't go because you couldn't uh, get to the place where the courses were taught. See, all of that stuff limits people just in the natural. But God said he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Glory to God. That didn't leave anybody out, did it? The word all, last time I checked, all meant all. That's all it meant. So he said he's going to pour out of his spirit Upon all flesh. Amen. Brother, I would not have you to be ignorant concerning spiritual things. See? It says that, that, that this is his effectual power that's working. Not limited power. Unto me, verse 8, who am least Less than all the least of the saints that this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So then, just help me out. Just help me out, y'all. If I'm preaching something else that's not from of Christ, then it's not going to be unsearchable, is it? It has an end. That would tell me that. See, I'm going to preach, declare, among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. He's invited us into that which intellect cannot go into. It cannot figure it out. And to make how many men see? Make all men see. So is that educated men and uneducated men? You remember in the book of Acts when it said, chapter 4, when it said about Peter and John that um, all of the educated men was listening to them, and they said, uh, we recognize that they had been with Jesus because they were, these are their words, ignorant and unlearned men. But they were familiar with Jesus. They took knowledge that this, these ignorant and unlearned men had been with Jesus. 
There were things that these ignorant and unlearned men were able to do, to experience, and cause other people to experience, not because of intellect, but because of relationships. They said they took knowledge of them, that these people hadn't been to school. They hadn't been messed up by philosophy. Amen. Said to the intent that he would make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world uh, has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent, so that this could happen. Okay? This is why God did it this way, so that this could happen, to the intent that now, unto the principalities, unto the powers in heavenly places, might be made might be made no might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. See, he's going to teach all of these intellectual people something. By the wisdom, excuse me, by the manifold wisdom of God. Hmm. Okay? So so what God wants to do here, he's saying this is going to be perpetual. Whatever the manifold, multiple dimensions of the wisdom of God. They just took one area and would give you a degree in that specific science is what they call it now. They'll give you a degree in that science. Well, no, 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 no. It says that to the intent that now principalities with an S, powers with an S in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God, not just in one area. Manifold wisdom of God. You know, we're going to be learning about the, the, the power of God from now on. From now on. You, in, in Revelations, it says something that just blew me away the first time I saw it, that there are the creatures before God, that um, they look up into the glory of God, and they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And then they fall back on their face, and just wait till they get enough strength to look back up. And then they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. That's all they do every day from now on. I don't understand that. That they don't eat. They don't drink. They don't sleep. All they do is get a glimpse of God. And that glimpse causes them to be able to live Perpetually, because they look up, they see his glory, and they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. That's all they do all day, all night. See, I don't understand how that could work, because I, I got to get some rest. I got to get some food. They don't do anything else but look up, get a glimpse, say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, and fall back down on their face. Wow. I mean, they're living off a perpetual revelation that comes just from his presence. My God, my God. To be invited into that as life. That's what Jesus did for us. Wow. To go to a place where we don't even have to worry about uh, uh, um, all of the, the things that the sun, whether it's raining or wet, no, no. 
God has an answer for that. I just need to get a glimpse of him. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That's all they do. Beloved, God has invited you into a place where his presence fills you, completes you, prepares you, and then uses you for his glory. So I'll say it. As my pastor said it, your way or God's way. God's waiting on you today. He wants to put his full love on display in your life so that everything that you need will be met even before you know you need it because your trust is solely in him, that you will be able to enter into that rest that he's called you to, enter into that peace that he's the prince of, or God's way. God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and we praise you for your word that, that, that brings life into situations brings light out of darkness, brings victory out of situations that would cause conflict. Thank you for that word, Father. We choose to, 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 to glean on and live by that word that proceeds out of your mouth so that we can enjoy, richly enjoy, all things that you've given unto us. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, as we always give you an opportunity, um, if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, we'll give you a chance to, to ask those questions or make those comments. So area code 678. 373-9688. If you want to uh, make a comment or have any questions about the ministry, this would be the time to do it. 678-373-9688. Any questions that you would have about the ministry? Pastor Steve, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, go ahead. Awesome word. Awesome word. This is Sister Tanika. I just wanted to say that was an awesome word. Well needed and in a, in a time of these, the such a time. I, and I just wanted to say this, as you were saying, um, the earth is the Lord, the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of the, and the fullness thereof. And, you know, I think what happens is people, um, uh, because, because of what's going on in the world and, and we see yeah. things and we see you know, seeing, quote, unquote, is believing, and they think that the earth belongs, and they even gave a whole title to Satan and said he's the prince of this world and the prince of the air yeah. and da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know, but yeah. the earth yeah. is the Lord, and that is is not was. Yeah. It is is no. and not was. Yes. It is his, yes. and he is coming to reclaim. And, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, that yeah. word is just resonated when you said that. It's like, yeah. no, it's not. Was the Lord's earth is the Lord's. It ain't nothing ever changed. Satan can't take nothing that he ain't ain't his. He ain't created nothing ever. Come on. 
But praise the Lord. I just thank God for you, and I pray that the Lord as a blessing back to you, whatever, uh, you know, that it, just replenish him, Lord, whatever he uh, had to, uh, that was taken from him, Lord, to just replenish him right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him in the the man that he may be able to do your will from his heart in all the days to come. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Amen. Thank you for being on the call uh, again tonight and being part of the ministry. Area code 310-213. One four three eight. Do you have the mic? Any questions or comments about the ministry? Area code three one zero two one three one four eight three. Go ahead. Um, yes. Um, good evening, Pastor uh, Steve. I agree mm-hmm. what the uh, wonderful sister just uh, said about you um, and the teaching tonight. Uh, this is this is the this is a time where your message is just so important and i agree with what the sisters said that we're living in times that are difficult but i just yeah. while, while you were teaching i saw walls being torn down that were Amen. in people's Amen. minds and lives and Amen. spirits Amen. and that you were rebuilding it according to god's word so Amen. it's just such high level teaching that your ministry has and i just bless you man of god I thank you for your teaching. I don't get to make it every uh, Monday night, but I do listen to it on Tuesday mornings uh, on the website. But I just just thank you for uh, blessing your teaching with just such amazing teaching. It's just just amazing. So um, it was very rich, and I just thank the Lord for you. And I agree with what the sister just prayed over Amen. your life that the Lord will uh, continue to bless you and meet your needs and your family's needs and your uh, ministry. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And I do receive that. And I appreciate you uh, being on the ministry, even when um, the, the time frames are different. Again, you can always go to the, uh, uh, you can always go to the website and listen at the, at the ministry. Just uh, look for uh, Pastor Steve Lee on the website and go ahead and listen because it's a blessing. It's not a word just because I said it. It's a word because I found it. <laughs> it was in the word of God and I found it. And I began to then process it, put it into my life. So I'm thankful that, that I'm, I chose to live by it because it makes things a whole lot better. Amen. Area code 404-490-7875. Uh, you have the mic. Any comments or uh, questions about the ministry tonight? 404 404- Four nine zero seven eight seven five. You have the mic. I, I enjoyed your whole sermon tonight. I just um I learned about the blood. I mean I knew about the blood, but you talking about blood on the ground that's his? Yeah. I mean that just yeah. that, that woke me up. I had to I, I, I see that now, so that was a yeah. good teaching you did tonight. I really got that. Yeah. It blessed me when I when I saw it. Like I say I I, I, I I love to share because I get to hear things at the same time y'all get to hear. Because I had never thought about it, but I literally saw the drop of blood coming down from the cross and hitting the ground. And at that process, there were spiritual truths that were happening, and we need to be aware of that. This is what Jesus did for us. So it's not just spiritual. It was physical. And because it was, we get to enjoy both worlds. We are, we are uh, citizens of two worlds at the same time. Amen. You are living on Amen. the earth. But you're a, you're a kingdom citizen at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's just good. Amen. Thank you for being Amen. on the call. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, area code 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Yes, I um, enjoyed how you kept saying the angels would look up and get a glimpse of God and, and start to worship again. And, and I could really see that happening because just the praise of him and the presence of him will sustain us. And yeah, I will. just I could just feel the worship rising up. And I, I was like, the, the praise and his presence will sustain us. So there was no, you know, no such thing as, as eating or drinking, but it was just like being renewed, yeah. and it renewed them so much, they just fell down again. Like, oh, my yeah. God, you just you just more than enough. He was just more, more than, than enough. enough. So I just yeah. I enjoyed the ministry. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you all for uh, being on the ministry, being part of the ministry. Um, and and you can uh, remember to tell all your friends so they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening. Just go to livedeliverance.com and or the um, call us on Blog Talk Radio. Um, either one uh, gets you here. And, again, you can uh, participate in the ministry um, by giving because um, if you go to livedeliverance.com, you'll see a donate tab. And uh, just pray and ask God, what would he have you to give as to sow as a seed here? Because we're only here on the air uh, through the free will offerings of uh, the people that hear and our covenant commitment, uh, covenant uh, partners, uh, cybernet uh, partners here at livesdeliverance.com. Um, and, and week after week, day after day, we are trying to give you the word of God that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. That is our uh, desire. I'm not just doing this so that I can have a, a platform to, to feel good. I am imparting revelations that God is releasing to be in the earth at this time so that we can be, the, again, to the intent that now principalities and powers might be known through the church, the manifold wisdom of God. They're going to need it. Uh, we'll pick back up in uh, Ephesians chapter 3 uh, next week to kind of finish this up. I didn't expect it to be seven parts, but I'm kind of glad it was because each one of them has been a, a, a blessing uh, to, to, to allow God to do what only he can do in this time. So uh, with that being said, I'll leave you with the priestly blessing, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next time, remember to uh, bless your mothers and pray about the situations that mothers are facing today as we prepare for Mother's Day next Sunday. Love y'all. Be blessed.